Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hello and welcome to Israel and You. I'm your host, Aaron David Free. You can learn more about Israel Team, which is the parent ministry over Israel and You, our, our broadcast, our podcast, our radio program. You can go to IsraelTeam.org and learn more. That's IsraelTeam.org. You can also listen to our archive podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, uh, Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also hear the archive podcast at IsraelTeam.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Israel Team Advocates. And today we have a great show lined up for you. It's my distinct honor to talk to Todd Moorhead. Todd has an MA in Biblical and Theological Studies from Talbot Seminary. He and his wife live in Southern California with their four children. Todd has an interesting story. He's a surfer. He's a theologian, a film producer, and lover of Israel and the Jewish people. For years, he has led surfing trips to Israel in order to engage with the people and the land. And Todd has produced two world-class films. The first film, Promised Land, explores the long-standing Arab-Israeli conflict through the lens of surfing. His most recent film is entitled Hope in the Holy Land, and Todd interviews uh, Jews and Palestinians on both sides of the conflict, and it's a remarkable film endorsed by Dr. Michael Brown. You know uh, Dr. Michael Brown. He has a weekly show on American Family Radio. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, uh, former pastor of Moody Church in Chicago, Rabbi Eugene Korn, uh, author Joel Rosenberg, Israeli ambassador Michael Oren, among many, many other uh, men and women that have endorsed this incredible film. The film walks a tightrope through the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and deals with the complex and hot-sided issues. And amazingly, uh, this film is, is so incredible. I saw it this week, and I would encourage all in the listening audience uh, to see this film, Hope in the Holy Land. And so today we're going to talk to the film's creator himself, Todd Moorhead. So Todd, welcome to Israel and You. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. It's great to be on your show. Yeah, it's great to have you. And so first of all, Todd, can you tell us about your family? Walk us through, you know, four children and your wife, Renee, in Southern California. Yeah, um, at this stage in life, I live in constant chaos. Okay. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have four little kids um, the oldest, he's my only son, and then um, a five-year-old, and a five-year-old Sage, um, and uh, my twin daughters are just about to be three, Rosie and Summer. Wow. So it's full on over here all the time, and um, yeah, just uh, li <laughs> learning to live exhausted, you know, wait, waiting for for the toddler stage to pass. I'm, I'm I can say. I'm done with toddlers. <laughs> well, your, your quiver is full, as the Bible says. Yes, it is. And you have yes, a full is. life. So I guess the story that I want to hear, and I think our listening audience would, would love to hear, is how did a California surfer develop a passion for the healing of the age-long divide of, of the Jewish people and their Arab-Palestinian neighbors? I mean, how, how does your story develop, Todd? Well, I, I think it 
develops in stages. I became a believer when I was really young, around four. Um, both my mom and dad had recently become believers. And um, it seems with that decision to invite Jesus into my heart at four years old, the love for the Jewish people um, followed suit. I don't know exactly when it happened, mm -hmm. but it definitely happened before my teenage years. And it wasn't something my parents um, uh, like built into me. It's just, uh, when I look back at it, I would say it's God-given. It was just always there. Uh, and then when I was 18 years old, my dad and I went on a, a church tour to Israel, the typical uh, on and off a bus, you know, you get sure. on and off the bus, you see all the sights, and it changed my life. You buy it a really lot of souvenirs at the same time, yeah, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, and it really set my life on a course. And then soon after that, actually right after that trip, uh, I started, I, I was seeking a Bible study and I found a ministry um, in Southern California called Hadavar Messianic Ministries with Pastor Bob Morris. And he was teaching the scriptures from a, from a Jewish perspective. And I just fell in love with it. And I, I have to stop. It, it is kind of funny to say, um, I fell in love with a Bible study where they taught the scriptures from a Jewish perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, what other perspective have we been learning <laughs> right, for right. all this time? It's written by Jews. and So, so anyways, just getting back to the roots, um, the Jewish roots, and that, uh, I, that really kindled a fire in my heart to um, love Israel more, love the Jewish people more, and then in 2006, I actually led my first trip to Israel. I took a group of surfers, and we called it Surfing the Holy Land. And hmm. um, we went to, um, it was a biblical pilgrimage tour, and uh, kind of a novel, novel, it's a novelty to surf there. It's not good. But to surf in the Holy Land is really amazing. And we met a ton of Israeli surfers. That led me to, um, to my to meet my best friend over there, Hani Ovadia, who is featured in the Promised Land movie. And uh, we made the Promised Land movie as a, re as a result of our relationship together. I thought I, I was meeting all these Israelis and hearing all these common stories of the common Holocaust story. Uh, sorry, Israeli surfers. So they had all the commonalities with every, every other Israeli with the Holocaust story, the army story, being surrounded by people who want to wipe you off the face of the map. Uh, for being Jewish and for being in the land. And I thought, well, what a cool idea to tell the story of Israel, but through the lens of the surfers that live there. So we did that. Um, that came out in um, 2011. And as a result of that film, I met Justin Crone, the co-producer, co-creator with me of Hope in the Holy Land. We became fast friends. And we began to realize that, well, he actually shared with me a, a film called With God on Our Side. And it really was a catalyst to make a film that was much more balanced. Um, both Justin and I felt that Israel has been unfairly portrayed in not only the media, but also in films um, by the evangelical community. And this, this film, uh, With God on Our Side, was one of them. And it sparked us to set out to make Hope in the Holy Land. Um, and that was... Um, it was about seven years ago that we, we got the idea. Okay. Yeah, and it's just, it's, there's so many films that have come out, as you've said, and I've watched these films over the years, and they're, 
very slanted, <clears throat> you know, these evangelical films, very slanted against Israel. Uh, they tell, in many ways, a false narrative of what's really happening on the ground. And what I love about Hope in the Holy Land is that, uh, you know, as a, as a Jewish person, as a Christian, yeah, I'm called, and, and you said it in the film, that, you know, as Christians, we're called to love our enemies. And you said in Hope of the Holy Land that, you know, growing up loving Israel, you, you always thought as the Arab people or the Palestinian people as your enemies. But as a Christian, you, you began to develop a love for the Palestinian people. And I, and I think that's the balance for us, Todd, in, in your film you know, you don't sway away from the truth of God's covenant with Israel and the land, but at the same time, you talk about the call that we have as Christians, you know, in understanding this age-long conflict, the call that we have to love uh, Israel's neighbor, as, as many Israelis, you know, most of them love the Palestinian people. They, they don't want war to continue. They want a reconciliation. And your film, Hope in the Holy Land, really communicated that. And I just appreciate, uh, you know, the entire film, uh, how you directed it. The photography was amazing. But uh, it was biblical. It was holy. And it was gracious. So I just appreciate how How can people, how can people watch this film? What, what's an easy way? Yeah. So people... You can go to uh, hopeintheholyland.com, which is our website, and all the uh, streaming platforms are on there, all the video-on-demand platforms like Apple Movie, Google Play, Vudu, it's on Salem Now, it's on Izzy, um, those are the main ones. But if you go to the website, it's all right there, right on the homepage. So Todd, how do we as Christians balance a love for the Jewish people honoring God's distinct choice of that people while at the same time loving the Palestinian people whose leaders refuse to even acknowledge the right of uh, the Jewish self-determination to live within their own land. So how do we find that balance as you found that balance? Well, I think it's a tricky balance. Um, and it's a question that I'm, I'm, still, I'm still walking this out. I'm still walking out the balance between, you know, loving the Jewish people, just like you said, and, and for everything that God has said about them and said to them and his covenants for them. And so for me, I need to believe the biblical narrative. I need to believe scripture. That is a solid rock that I stand on. And when God makes a covenant, which is eternal and unconditional with Israel and the Jewish people, I believe that. Um, now, with the Palestinians, for me, it started with walking in their shoes, going, going to the West Bank, talking to the people on the street, hanging out with them, eating food with them, and generally like gaining empathy for them, mm -hmm. trying to walk in their shoes. And obviously, I cannot do this to the extent that, nowhere near the extent that they are actually... Um, what they feel, but I can try. And so this whole process really gave me empathy for them and it, it did help me see that they are suffering. Now there's, but here's the difference that I have learned. They're suffering, the narrative and their narrative would say they're suffering because of the occupation, because of Israel 
being, well, one story is that Israel's in the West Bank, right? The occupation. The other, actually the meta-narrative is from the rivers to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's their, that's the Palestinian slogan. So the fact that there's Jews in the land at all, that's the problem for them. So I don't want to, I'm not going to buy into that narrative. I want to, I want to decipher between uh, truth and having empathy for them. So uh, just understanding that they are suffering, but uh, you know, in, in, in my experience in filming Hope in the Holy Land, I realized that they're not suffering primarily because of Israel. They're suffering because um, of a number of reasons. A couple of them are their own corrupt government, the Palestinian Authority, and obviously Hamas in, in Gaza. They're suffering because of um, the influence of radical Islam that just dominates the Palestinian society. They're suffering because of cultural anti-Semitism, which also dominates their society. And one big reason is they're suffering because of the continual rejection of the Palestinian people, oh, sorry, by the Palestinian people of Jews living in the land. This is causing more of their suffering. So having empathy for the, the hard life they live and, and what has gone on, and yet separating truth from lies. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do with Help in the Holy Land was give those Palestinians a voice that don't have a voice. So currently we hear the Palestinians that are anti-Israel. They want to, well, with the organizations you hear the Palestinian Authority and their narrative. You hear Hamas and Islamic Jihad and anybody who gets in line with that narrative, that's who you hear. That's what you see on the news. That's what we hear. Um, that Israel is the evil occupier and they're the problem. Well, we, want, we wanted to highlight, we wanted to give a voice to the Palestinians who do not have a voice. Those Bonhoeffers who are so courageously standing up for the truth in the land. And you did an amazing job of that. <clears throat> and, and there are so many complexities, as you well know, in this whole conflict. And, you know, for you and your film crew to be able to spell it out so simply for, you know, the Christians in the West that are trying to figure out what is actually going on on the ground. Just an amazing, amazing film, Hope in the Holy Land. And we're going to talk further with Todd when we come back from the other side of the break. And it's just so wonderful to know that there are young millennials like Todd that have this love and passion for the land of Israel and the Jewish people. And we'll see you in just a minute on the other side of the break. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, and I'm honored to serve as president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team is a unique nonprofit organization that is changing the growing narrative within the Christian world that the Jewish people are illegally occupying the land of Israel. The truth is that God, the God of the Bible, identifies himself as the God of Israel, and Jerusalem is his footstool. God has given this land to the Jewish people as an eternal possession. Within the evangelical community's millennial generation and Generation Z, there's an alarming decline of support for Israel. Presently, about 70% of young evangelicals are unsure of Israel's right of their very existence. If this trend continues, we are going to see a majority anti-Israel evangelical movement within 10 years. Imagine future Christian leaders in America calling for the removal of Jews from the Holy Land. Israel team 
team cares deeply about the future of American Christianity and is investing in the young Christian leaders of tomorrow. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. We mentor pastors and church leaders and counteract the growing trend of replacement theology being proclaimed from churches across America. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. We ask you that you consider giving to Israel Team on a monthly basis. In the present exponential rise of anti-Semitism in America, our efforts must double to push back against this darkness. For your gift this month to Israel Team, we want to send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism, and What Can Be Done to Stop It. Go to israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. It's our privilege to be speaking today with Todd Moorhead. Todd is the producer of a wonderful new film called Hope in the Holy Land. And uh, Todd, as we're talking, um, I want to ask the question, you know, what's happening is there's so many Palestinian people that I truly believe they don't want conflict, they don't want war, they want peace, but they're afraid of standing up and telling the truth of the oppression and where it's coming from is actually coming from the Palestinian leadership in Hamas and Fatah that are keeping them at a poverty level while these leaders don't even live in Judea, Samaria, what's known as the West Bank. They live in places like Tunisia, multi-million dollar homes, and taking all the money that was meant for schools and hospitals and roads and parks and spending it on themselves and on terrorist tunnels and, and bombs. So can you tell us, as you've been on the ground in the Palestinian territory, and you've met these, as you said, you know, Bonhoeffers of our day that, that are wanting to communicate the truth. What's your impression? Well, they're very far and few between because it is a very serious matter. So if, if you are, if <laughs> it's illegal in the Palestinian Authority and especially in, in Hamas-controlled areas to be seen as normalizing with Israel, to be befriending Israel, saying okay things about them, uh, that can get you in prison or killed. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's really frowned on upon in, in the society. So it's hard to find these guys. It's very hard. It took a lot of searching. And and the few that we did find, um, we became great friends with. And we just admire so much because they are willing to stand up for the truth at the risk of their own life. So I don't know, you know, I <laughs> I would like to... Here's the thing. I, I would like to say there's a lot more of those guys out there that want to talk and will talk. Well, maybe they want to talk, but will they talk? And and I don't blame them if they decide not to talk because they could lose everything. It's a serious, serious offense. Yeah, so for them to come out and say, here's what's actually happening. We're being oppressed by our own leaders. Uh, most likely they lose their life. Uh, if not that, at least their livelihood, you know, their jobs. And for someone to commit a suicide attack against Israel, you know, their family, 
receives a check from the Palestinian Authority for someone to commit a murder, uh, in, you know, against a Jewish person. They, uh, they go to prison and their family receives a monthly salary. So uh, suicide bombers are celebrated, murderers are celebrated uh, within uh, the Palestinian territories. And, and in the film, uh, you interview uh, one Palestinian Christian leader and um, you talk about how you, you've noticed, you know, by the information you're receiving that there's kind of a death cult in, in the Palestinian territories against Israel. And it was amazing. He was talking gently with you. But when you mentioned that, he denied it and said that's impossible, that it's never happened. But, I mean, that's an absolute fact. But what do you do when you run into that narrative? It's, it's very difficult to overcome when, when you're sitting with a gentleman like that. Yeah, it, it surprised me as well. Um, I, I guess I struck a nerve. And <laughs> right, right. it was interesting, though, because, yes, he denied that Palestinians are brought up on hate. He said he works from the north to the south. He named the, the, basically the two north and south points and everything in between where he works with people, and he's never heard of what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah. it set us out as a film crew and me personally to go do man-on-the-street interviews in those in those towns. We went to those cities. We pulled people aside who were willing to speak um, totally at random. And what they said is captured in the film. And it's very eye-opening. Everywhere I went, it was confirmed that Palestinians are brought up on hate. There was not one shred of evidence out of anybody's mouth that said otherwise. It's, and it was very, it was, a dark, it was the darkest time of our filming. It was very difficult. Yeah, and I, I really appreciated how you handled that and you know, the discussions of that issue in the film for me were like very eye-opening. And uh, tell us again how we can, we can watch this film. So go to hopeintheholyland.com, our film website. On the homepage, you can find all the video on-demand platforms that it's um, playing on. Um, you can get it on Blu-ray. You can get it on DVD. And um, if you would like to bring it to your church, I, we really want to get churches um, and synagogues and community centers involved. We want people to, be, to have eyes on this film because this film is a much-needed film. People have no idea what's really going on, and they've been fed a lie, and as Christians, we need to stand for the truth. And this stuff really matters to God's heart. So... Um, those are the, the, the two main things. And then, and then you know, what we're, what we're finding is we need to, obviously, you need to market a film. If you don't market the film, you can have a great film and nobody sees it because it, everything's competing with it. So if there's people out there who want to actually give towards the marketing of the film, you could also do that on our website. And those dollars will be used towards marketing um, to get more eyes on the film. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was watching the film, Todd, I thought, you know, f somebody's finally come out with a, a truthful film uh, w without leaning uh, to an anti-Israel narrative like so many other evangelical films have done in the last five or ten years. So I, I just applaud your effort, and, and it was Thank a you. step of faith to do this. And, you, you know, my heart is, is like your heart. I... I I, you know, I read the scriptures about 
uh, Ishmael, who was 13 years old, and, and uh, he and his mom uh, were, were cast out, and, you know, he's Abraham's son, and so the boy was weeping in the wilderness, and Ishmael means God hears. So God heard his, his cry, and the Lord showed his mother a well, and they survived. He reconciled with his brother Isaac years later. But you can imagine a 13-year-old boy that you know, loves his dad, Abraham, and Abraham wept over, over the whole issue of, of Isaac, of Ishmael being cast out. And he wept because he loved his son. So what I believe, Todd, is that somehow the enemy of our souls has created a father heart wound in the Ishmaelites ever since that day back in Genesis. And he is exploiting that wound in the Palestinian people today and you know, causing them to, to hate their Israeli relatives you know, because they came from Abraham as well. And so, you know, I do believe that there is a reconciliation coming. And your film points to a reconciliation, so well balanced, you know, points to a reconciliation of Arabs and Jews. And what we're seeing right now in the Middle East through the Abraham Accords, where many Arab nations are now wanting to be in relationship and reconcile with, with Israel because they're, they're afraid of uh, uh, nuclear Iran. And so they're, once again, wanting to reconcile Ishmael and Isaac. And so I believe that day is coming, and I, I do believe your film really points to that. So, Todd, can you give us a few last words? Yeah, um, well, I agree with you. I, I, I think that um, reconciliation is the way to go. It's, what, it's, it's something that is God's heart, and it's a challenge for all of us, even even for me, as somebody who talks about loving your enemies in the film, I'm challenged here at home. I need to love my enemies, too. So it's a, it's a call for all of us, no matter where we are, um, to be agents of reconciliation, because um, that's who our God is. Uh, Jesus is a reconciler. And um, to love our enemies. So, yeah, we've got to be up for the challenge. We do. So what's your next film, Todd? What's, what's on your heart for the next one? You, you know, you're on a roll here. That's two major films. Well, it, it, we are talking about a film that um, discusses Holocaust denial, which is rampant throughout the world right now. So it's, that's a possibility. That would be a wonderful subject to, to deal with because, you know, that's, that's something that drives the the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish narrative, especially in these days of growing anti-Semitism across America and across the world. So Todd, I, I applaud your work in this wonderful film, and, and I encourage the listening audience. Tell us your website one more time, Todd. Hope, Hopeintheholyland.com Hopeintheholyland.com You can go, you can uh, see the film, and then we would encourage you to Go to your pastor and say, this is something we can show in a college ministry, a youth ministry. It's very well done. It's, uh, Todd's a millennial. He's a young guy. And uh, the, the film is just a, is a, a wonderful portrayal of reconciliation in our day. So, Todd, thanks for being with us on Israel and You. Thank you so much, Aaron. I really appreciate it.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.